once again to 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. Turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. 1 John chapter 3. First John chapter three, verse one. Tonight we're continuing to talk about the calling. Some might say the calling. Why? Because we stated we stated last Wednesday, every person has a calling. And every person has a plan. Come on, say amen, somebody. And once again, if you know what that divine plan is, then there is nothing the kingdom of darkness can do to you. Say it again. Then there's nothing the kingdom of darkness can do to you. First John chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Behold what manner of love the Father has what? Bestowed upon us. We know that word bestowed means to give as a gift. It means to confer upon or to honor. Once again, the word bestowed means to give as a gift or to confer upon or to honor. So it would say, Behold what manner of love the Father has honored or conferred upon us that we should be called. We should be what? Called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because of what? Because it knew him not. Once again, that word called is a very important word. It's just as important as the word have. Jesus said, believe and receive, and you shall have them. Those that have ears to hear, have. Somebody say have. See, God calls. Tell your neighbor, God calls. Once again, to see how powerful this word call is, let's go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 5. Looking at the book of the beginnings. Genesis chapter 1, verse 5, so we can see how powerful this word called truly is. Genesis 1.5, and it reads, and God what? Called what? <laughs> the light day and the darkness he what? Called night and even in the morning were the first day. What is light and darkness called today? Day and night, because whatever God calls something, that's what it is. Let me say it again. Whatever God calls, that's what it is. Genesis 1.8 says, and God what? Genesis 1.8, and God called the firmament of heaven, and even in the morning were the what? Second day. What is it called today? It's called heaven. Because why? God called it that. And whatever God calls, that's what it is. Verse 10, and God what? God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters, he called he what? Called he what? Seas. And God saw that it was what? Good. What's dry land and the gathering water called today? The earth and the seas. So whatever God calls it, so shall it be. Let me say it again. Whatever God calls it, so shall it be. Once again, let's take it a little further. Romans 4, 17. Romans 4, 17. And it states, as it is what? Written, I made thee a what? Father of many nations, before him whom he what? Believed even God, who quickeneth the dead, and what? Does what? Calleth those things that be not as though they were. What's he do? He calls those things that be not as though they were. Well, how far back is were once again? All the way back before the foundation of the world. In other words, the original perfect plan. Somebody say the original perfect plan. In other words, he knew you by name before the foundation of the world. He knew you and called you before there was even a devil. Come on, before there was ever sin and he knew you and he saw you perfect. And he's never changed his idea about you even to this day. Let me say it again. He calls and sees you what? 
perfect. He hasn't changed his, not his idea about you, folks. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8. Before there's ever sin, he knew you, and he saw you perfect. He saw you what? He saw you what? When you're going to begin to see yourself perfect. He's never changed his idea about you, folks. 2 Timothy 1.8. Notice once again what Paul tells Timothy. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who has what? Saved us in what? And what? Called us with a what? Holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his purpose and what? Grace. Now, when was that calling given to us? It says, when, which was given us in Christ Jesus, when? Before, y'all read? Before what? Before the what? Before the world began. <laughs> Amen. All you got to do is finish the sentence, you know. Come on. That's the reason why Jesus came. And we know the devil interrupted Adam, and Jesus came to get it back. God never changed. Tell your neighbor, God never changed. He calls things that be not as though they were, and then they are. Let me say that again. He calls things that be not as though they were, and then they are. When God calls it, that's what it is. Come on, are you with me out there? Go back to 1 John 3, 1. Once again, he called things that be not as though they were, and then they what? Are. Then they what? Then they are. 1 John 3, 1. What's he say here? Once again, behold what manner of love the Father has honored or conferred upon us, that we should be what? That we should be what? Called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Every single human being has the call of God on their life. Say it again. Every single human being has the call of God on their life. Because why? There's no child born without a heavenly plan. Every child born on this planet has a heavenly plan. Now, whether or not they walk in that plan is a whole different story. But every child that's born in this planet has a what? Has a heavenly plan, and it's a good plan. And it's a what? And it's a good plan. And if you know what that divine plan is, if you know what it is, once again, then there's nothing the kingdom of darkness can do to stop it. Nothing. Tell your neighbor, nothing. Come on, say called. Come on, say planned. Find out what the plan is and get in it. Let me say it again. Find out what the plan is and then what? I don't care what you have to do or where you have to go. You've got to find out what that plan is. That means you seek God and you spend time. Let me try to side over here. Then you seek God and use what? Spend time with him. Tell your neighbor to spend time with God. And what happened? You'll see revelation. Amen. And you'll walk it. Right. And you don't have any fear because why? When moving time comes, you're going to know it. Amen. Come on, say, I'm going to know it. And what did we say last week? You're always closer than you think you are. Amen. Say it again. Amen. You're always closer, come on, than you think you are. Now, going back to John 3, 1 John 3, 1, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has honored or confirmed upon us, that we should be what? Called the what? Sons of God. Therefore the word what? Knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Verse 2, Beloved, now, somebody say now. Now are we the what? Sons of God. When are we sons of God? Now are we what? The sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, when he shall appear, it says, we shall be like him, 
but we shall see him as he is. But we shall be like him. We shall be like him. What's he saying? He's saying we're like him. We're called. We are the sons of God. Come on, say I'm a son of God. And there ain't but one kind of son of God, and Jesus is our pattern. And once again, what he did, as a son of man on the earth by faith with the anointing of the Holy Ghost, that's the same way you and I are supposed to be living all the time right here, right now. Let me say it again. What he did as the son of man on the earth, by faith with the what? With the anointing of the Holy Ghost, that's the way you and I are supposed to be living all the time right here, right now. Are you with me out here? Come on. He didn't do one thing that's not open to us. Are y'all awake today? He didn't do one thing that's not open to us today. In fact, once again, he was cut short because of the covenant of which he operated under and which he ministered under. Come on, say amen, somebody. Why? Because he ministered under the old covenant. And once again, what he say in John 14, 12? Turn there. John 14, 12. He said, verily, verily, I what? I say unto you that he that what? Believeth on me. Anybody believe on him in this room? Anybody believe on him in this room? He said, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he what? Do also. Then he takes a little further. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my father. Once again, what do you think of when you think of the works of Jesus? Blind eyes opening, deaf ears opening, the dead raising, limbs growing out. Come on, say amen, somebody. Cancer leaving people's body, tumors leaving people's body. But remember, he said, I only say what I hear my father say, and I only do. What I see my what? Father do. And doing the works of Jesus is doing whatever he tells you to do. That's the works of Jesus, folks. That's the works of Jesus. That's the works of Jesus is what? Doing whatever he tells you to do. And it's just as miraculous as somebody being raised from the dead because it's still the works of Jesus. Come on, y'all with me out here. Amen. If he tells you to clean the bathrooms and you obey it, say it again. If he tells you to clean the bathroom or the baby's poo-poo and you obey it, he can make you clean the bathroom and change that baby's poo-poo an adventure of a lifetime. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. Why? Because you're walking in obedience. Because you're walking in what? Obedience. Therefore, that qualifies as the works of Jesus. Because why? It was Jesus that told you to do it. So tell your neighbor, that's the works of Jesus. So we do it, so we do it the same way he did it. You don't have to qualify. All you have to do is obey. Let me say it again. You don't have to qualify. You just have to what? Obey. And he said what? Greater works than these shall he do because I what? I go unto my father. See, well, now we are functioning under his covenant instead of the old covenant. And guess what? The limits have been taken off. Somebody say the limits have been taken off. We're born again. We're born of his spirit. Come on, we're born again. We're born of his spirit. Now we're talking about what? The calling. Somebody would say the calling. Well, go to Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. 
And it reads, for as many as are what? Led by the Spirit of God, they are the what? Sons of God. Verse 15, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the what? Spirit of adoption, whereby we cry what? Abba, Father. See, we haven't received the spirit of fear. We received what? The spirit of power, love, and a sound mind, whereby we cry, Father! I have a Father! I have a father. He's a big daddy. Come on, say amen, somebody. He's big and he's rich, 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 rich. He owns the universe, and guess what? And I'm joint heir. Now, if the devil starts messing with you, just get out your bed and start hollering like that. And he won't stay around 30 seconds. Come on, say amen, somebody. I have a father, and he's God. Look at verse 17. And if what? Children, then heirs, heirs of God, and what? And what? Joint heirs with who? With Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also what? glorified together. Now, when people read this, the first thing they think of is that we have to suffer just like him, and that's not the case. Tell your your neighbor, that's not suffering. That's not the suffering he's talking about. The suffering that we have is to resist and obey. Let me say it again. The suffering that we have is to resist and what? Resist and what? Obey and what? Resist. In other words, everything he bore for me on that cross, I resist. He bore my sickness, so I resist. He bore my sorrow, so I resist. So everything that he bore for me on the cross, I do what? I resist. That's suffering. And everything he received from me on the cross, I receive it. I what? Receive it. So he says, so when he says do it, we do what? We do it. Keep reading, verse 18. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not what? Worthy to be compared with the glory, with the glory, with the glory which shall be revealed in us. In us. In us. Now go down to verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called. Them that are what? Them that are what? Called according to his purpose. Somebody say, I'm called. Come on, tell your neighbor, I'm called. I don't know about you, but I am called. Now, once again, some people will take this and say, well, the Bible says everything is for a purpose. All things work together for the good of Christ. And they're mostly, or they're referring mostly to what the devil was doing. Say it again. They're referring mostly to what the devil's doing. And see, all things don't work together for good for most people. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. They work together to destroy people. Are you following me out here? But it works together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Let me say it again. It works together for good to those who are, who what? Who love God and are what? 
called according to his what? Purpose. That's a specific group of people. Do you hear me? What people are we talking about? We're talking about people. Listen to me now. We're talking about people that hear the voice of God and does what he tells them to do. That's the group of people we're talking about. Let me say it again. We're talking about people that hear the voice of God and do what he tells them to do. That's the specific group he's talking about here. Hearing the voice of God is key. To neighbor is key. Hearing your father is key. Because why? You are called to be a what? Son of God. Now, there are many uses of this scripture. Come on, say amen, somebody. Because one scripture, listen, one scripture can last a thousand years and never get the same revelation out of it twice. Why? Because it's God's word. To enable it's God's word. But do you remember what Jesus said in Matthew 4, 1, turn there. Remember what, it, what the word said, Matthew 4, 1? When he was tempted. Matthew 4, 1, it says, Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be what? Tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted, what? 40 days and 49. He, he was what? Afterward, at what? Hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, what? Command that these stones be made what? Bread. Because the man was hungry. After 40 day fast, some of y'all are screaming after a three day fast. <laughs> Come on, say, so can't wait till three days is over. So you can imagine after 40 days. And he answered and said, It is written, man shall not live by what? Bread alone, but by what? But by what? Every, listen to that, by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceedeth out of what? The mouth of God. See, you need bread to sustain your body, but you need the word of God to sustain your spirit, the real eternal part of you. Come on, are you with me out here? See, the bread alone won't sustain you. You need every word. You need every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God in order to live the way God wants you to live. Oh, anybody with me in here? Let me say it again. You need every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God in order to live the way God wants you to live. Now, look at this now. He says, every word, every what? Every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Out of who? We're talking about the creator of the universe. We're talking about the God that called and everything came forth. Right? He said, every word that what? Proceeded out of the mouth of God. In other words, you and I, you and I have the spiritual capacity to hear every word that God says. Every word. Somebody say every word. Come on, say every word. And he's God. God could be speaking to you a word every second, one after the other, throughout eternity, and never speak the same word twice. Oh, somebody read it. And we have the capacity to hear every word he says throughout eternity. 
Say amen, somebody. Why? That's who we are. That's who we are. We are in the likeness of Jesus. And it's time to allow him to stretch us and grow us up on the inside to who we really are. Come on, say amen, somebody. So when it comes to Romans 8, 28 again, it says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are what? Called according to his purpose, but all things, all things work together for good to them. That love God. All things. All things. All what? All what? What if your car suddenly stopped? And you know you had no idea what was wrong with that car. You took them to a mechanic, he couldn't figure it out. You called the manufacturer and they couldn't figure it out. So what do you do now? I mean, you spent money on this car. Come on, say amen. You bought this car. What do you do now? That's when you listen for the voice of God. That's when you listen for the what? Voice of God. Remember Jesus said time and time again, those that have ears to hear, let him what? Let him what? Here. He wasn't talking about your physical flaps on your head. Because everyone that heard him say that had them flaps in their head. Come on, say amen, somebody. What's he doing? He's talking about hearing inside here. Let me say it again. He's talking about hearing inside where? Here. Hearing with your spiritual ears. We can all do that, but you have to turn off your outside ears. Let me say it again. We can all do that, but you have to turn off what? Your outside ears. Come on, are you with me out here? And you have to do what? You have to turn inward. Somebody say inward. Where? Inward. Somebody say inward. Say it again. Inward. And what happened is, as you practice this, you get better at it. You got to practice going what? Inward. And listening for what? The voice of God. This takes practice, folks. Tell your neighbor to take practice. Come on, tell your neighbor it takes practice. Think about it. If somebody calls you on a telephone that you've never heard before, you don't know who they are. Right? But somebody you listen to all the time, you recognize them. And some of them, you know it's them before you even pick up the telephone. Why? Because that's because you're a spiritual being. Because you're what? Because you're a spiritual being. So when you look at this scripture, Romans 8, 28 again, and he says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that what? Love God. To them that who are what? Called according to his purpose. He said all things. He said what? All things. Your car is a thing. Your car is a what? It's a thing. Now, we always consider all things to be an incident or something. Come on, say amen, somebody. But he said all things. Lord, what do I do about this car? 
Are y'all listening? So you're sitting there and you're listening. Where? Where? Inwardly. You what? You're listening where? Inwardly. And you hear him say this. Car, start now. All things. All things. Now, you're not just saying this just to be saying it. Come on, are you with me out here? No, you're following God. He says a word, and you say a word. He says a word, and you say a word. So he says, say, car, you are a thing. So you say, car, you are a thing. Work together for the good of those that love God. That would be me. Called according to his purpose. That also would be me. In the name of Jesus, amen. Then you get in the car, you turn the ignition, and boom, it starts up. Now you'll notice, if you're not believing it all that much, listen to me now, if you're not believing all that, believing it, all that much, you'll want to keep on talking. You know them people had them long drawn out prayers? Some of us just them trying to look spiritual and sound spiritual because they know all the these and the dows and the So you want to keep on talking. And some of y'all have done this. I've probably done it myself. I'm probably sure I did. Car, now you listen to me. You're a thing. And because you're a thing, you have to bow your knee in the name of Jesus. And his name is above every name that is named in heaven and in earth. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, like a tree of old, you have to listen to what I'm saying. Because I have authority over you in the name of Jesus. And you keep going on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> Sounds spiritual. But do you know what those are? They are vain words. Let me say it again. They are vain words. And Jesus said, you'll stand in judgment for every vain, non-productive word that came out your mouth. Why? Because they are inoperative words that you did not get from God, even though they may be scripture. Hallelujah. Let me say that again. Because they are what? Inoperative words that you did not get from God, even though they may be scripture. Jesus didn't go around quoting scripture. He said, I only say what I hear my father say, and he didn't say anything until he heard him say something. Come on, are y'all with me in here? And if God doesn't say anything, and if God doesn't say anything, what good is it going to do you? <laughs> Hello? 
Come on, Psalm 46.10 says, turn there. If God doesn't say anything, what good is it going to do you? <laughs> Psalm 46.10. It says, be still. Be what? Be still and know that I am God. And I'll be exalted among the heathen. I'll be exalted in the earth. But he said, be still and know that I am God. In other words, spend some time with him. Spend some what? Time with him because why? You are born of his spirit. You are serious kinfolk. You're family. Say, neighbor, I'm family. We were called to be the what? Sons of God. We're, well, listen, we're the family of God for real. Say it again. We're the family of God for real. This is not some little religious club. We were, we were listen, we are the born family of God. Let's go back to Romans 8.28. Are y'all with me out there? Amen. Romans 8.28. Once again it says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that what? Love God. And to them that are what? Called according to his purpose. But I want to focus on to them that love God. To them that love God. We'll go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. So he said, all things work together for, for good to them that to them that love God. To them that what? Love God. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. Because it says, but as it is written, I have not what? Seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered to the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that what? That what? Love him. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit, for the spirit searches of all things, yet the deep things of God. But notice once again where it says, for them that love him. For them to what? For them to what? Now the question comes along, who is it that loves him? Who is it that loves him? Well, turn to John 14, 21, because Jesus made it very, 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 very clear. He made it what? Very clear. In John 14, 21. What's he say here? He that what? He that has my commandments. Listen, that's not the Ten Commandments. What is that? That's whatever he tells you to do. That's what? That's whatever he tells you to do. He's, in other words, he said, he that has my directions. He that has my what? Direction and keepeth them. He it is that what? He it is that what? He it is that what? Loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him and will what? Manifest myself to him. Well, I love God. I love God. And he don't ever manifest himself to me. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Pastor Walker said, I don't love God. I didn't say it. Jesus said it. 
Are we just reading scripture? He says, he that has my commandments, he that has my direction. He that has my what? Direction. That means, listen to me now, that means somebody is paying attention. Oh, my gosh. That means somebody is putting his direction first. And see, these people are not waiting until I get into a jam. Then they start screaming and hollering, God, why don't you do something? How'd you let this come on me? I don't understand why this is always happening to me. Every time I get ready to do something, I get ready to do something, something always happens. Why does this always happen to me? You know I love you, Lord. And uh, you're not lying, because you do. But guess what? The love of God is not working in you. Let me say it again. The love of God is not working in you, and he loves you. But he's not in a place. But he's not in a place where he can consistently manifest himself to you. Do you hear me? He said, he that has my commandments... And keepeth them. Here it is. The love of me. Those are the ones that all things are working for good on a consistent basis. Anybody, this makes sense to anybody in here. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them. He it is that loveth me. Those are the ones that all things are working together for good on a consistent basis. Let that soak in. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them. He that has my direction and keepeth them. He it is that loveth me. Those are the ones that all things are working for the good on a consistent basis. And when these people get out of line, they are the ones that come to him inquiring of the words. And you speak those words that he tells you to say. And the Father that dwelleth within he does the work, and you keep carrying out the plan of God for your life. Amen. The big problem is making your own plans and expecting God to bless them. When you get on his plan, it's already blessed. Come on, say amen, somebody. So he that has my commandments, he that has my direction, and keepeth them, he that is that what? Loveth me, and he that what? Loveth me shall be what? Loved of my father, and I will what? So my father's going to love you. I'm going to love you, and I'm going to manifest myself to you. My father's going to love you. I'm going to love you. And he says, I'm going to what? Manifest myself to you. That's worth spending some time to get. Are you with me out there? See, manifestation of Jesus is manifested love. Living a life in manifested love. So when you're laying in bed that night, 
and it seems like the whole world and all its hell just caved in on you. You just laid there and started saying, oh, Lord, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. I'm seeking your plan, sir. I got out of line somewhere today, so I'm entering to your rest tonight. Somewhere I messed up. I'm not, so I'm entering into your rest tonight. Come on, are you with me out here? Amen. And Father, I've seen in Psalms 127 too, you can look that. I've seen, Father, in Psalms 127 too, that you said, it is vain for me to rise up early and sit up late to eat bread of sorrows. For so you give of your beloved sleep. I'm your beloved. So I receive sweet sleep. That's what you said in Proverbs 3.24. Look at that. When you said, why lie thou, thou lieth down? When thou lieth down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yeah, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Because you give me sweet sleep. Come on, say amen, somebody. Then in Psalms 4, 8, it says, I will both lay, down, lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only making me dwell in what? Safely. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to know exactly what to do. I'm going to read my chapter in the morning, and you and I are going to have a fun day tomorrow. We're going to walk in your compassion, Lord. We're going to heal the sick. We might even get a chance to raise the dead tomorrow, Lord. But you see, you don't feel like doing that at that time. Matter of fact, you feel like pulling out your hair. Come on, say amen, somebody. But guess what? But you don't act like that in the presence of the one that loves you. The one that gave himself for you. And he's right there. He's right there. He's right there. You're not waiting on him. He's been waiting on you all day while you was fussing all day. Amen. 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 <laughs> Let me say it again. He's been waiting on you all day while you were fussing all day. All the time, he said, would you please come here? Would you please come here? I'll tell you what to do. Just shut your mouth and come here. <laughs> Listen, folks. This is life in the faith lane. And it's full of glory. Lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 So all things work together for good. For those that love God on a consistent basis because they're doing what God tells them to do. It is those that love God. That's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. That's what he said. Hallelujah. And there's a lot of things that God's been talking to people about. A lot of direction God has given a lot of people in this room.
you'll sit there and you'll confess time and time again, I love God. But you're not doing a thing he tells you to do. Therefore, the love of God is not being manifested in you. And those things are not working together for good on a consistent basis. Not because God doesn't want to do it. It's because you blocked him by not doing what he told you to do. We always want to quote that scripture. All things work together for good. For those that love God. I love God. But do you really? What has he told you to do? What, is, what has he been on you time and time again to do or not to do? But you keep doing it. But you say you love God. You swear up and down. You say, I love God with all my heart, all my mind, all my strength. But then you got a butt. listen to God, some of the things that he might bring up to you about. It's not the time to get religious, not the time to be worried about what people think either. Because you want all things to work together for good. 